0: All right, guys. This one is Justin Straw, the man, the myth, the legend. We were just chatting before this started, so I told him to pause because it was good stuff for the for the podcast. So, what were you just saying? You said you're excited about next year for for,
1: for the what? wedding season, definitely. Yep. Um, I I had just spoken to your brother the other day mm-hmm. at a wedding that we were doing together, and yep. I was telling him I'm super stoked for next summer. Um, not saying the summer wasn't great by any right, means, right. but I, I just definitely keep pushing like my price point yep. more and more and more every. Every season, every bridal show I do, I try to up my prices a little bit because your level of service goes up. Level right. of service, I'm offering a lot more stuff. Yep. I, I, I also feel like I had to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and no one is going to hire me if I don't have a portfolio to yeah, show. Yeah. So I, I I definitely am upping my prices to reflect the product that I'm giving in the end.
0: That's awesome. So. We're just kind of talking here, but what is it that you do exactly so everybody knows?
1: So I do um, wedding and event planning, Um, more specialized in the wedding decor part of it. Um, I do what I call all-inclusive weddings. So what that means is I only do one wedding a weekend and everything that's available in my inventory is available for the bride and groom to use basically. Got it. Um, I design custom weddings for every one of my clients uh, if there's something that they're seeing from a past wedding and they, they love it. Of course. I'm not going to be like, Oh no, we can't do that. Yeah, Cause yeah, we've yeah. already done it. But <laughs> yeah. I, I really like, like to do the whole like special, like this is just for you guys. Right. type moment. This is just Matt and Sarah. Definitely. Yeah. This is for Matt and Sarah only. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So with that, what is your, what is your goal for what you're doing next year? Cause you said you're excited for
1: next season. What does that mean? Uh, I, I just want to continue to book. Um, I think I only have about 6 to 7 wedding dates available for next year. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm you only- one, so you have like 45ish? No, no. no. I I wish. Oh, okay, <laughs> I would okay. be killing myself. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to do it a little more kind of exclusively. I'm going to only do um 16 to 20 weddings a year. Okay. Um Why? they're just so much work yeah so much work to give the quality see that's one thing that people don't understand is the amount of time that it even takes us to prep like our linen Mm. like it for a wedding it will literally take me 16 hours to steam and press everything and just get it picture perfect for my bride and groom. That's so. ridiculous.
0: So just for the linen takes almost 20 hours a week. Just, or just for, for the wedding. Just
1: for the, the linen, yes. That's insane. Yes. Okay,
0: yeah, so that makes sense. And then that's just one of the little things, probably.
1: That's one of the little things. Yeah. And then the other thing that I'm offering is I do all fresh floral centerpieces. So like the wedding that I just had last weekend, we did um, 24 centerpieces for one. Actually, I, I I know I said I only do one wedding a weekend, yeah. but under certain circumstances, do I'll two. do two. Yeah. And I did a couple's engagement session and they're like, we just have to have you, please. Like, ah. Exactly. So <laughs> I ended up being like, yes, I'll do it. So we did um, 24 fresh uh, floral arrangements for them. Okay. And then for my wedding on Saturday, I did another 13 fresh florals. So my house was literally like a floral shop on the just way everywhere. here. Yeah. I was just talking to my mom and I like gave her so many flowers, like, do something pretty with this. <laughs> She's like, my house feels like a flower shop. <laughs> <laughs> All from, because what happens to those flowers afterwards? Nothing.
0: Nothing there. Yeah. I mean, like, unless they want to take them or whatever. right? Definitely. They can yeah.
1: definitely have like pieces of them. The one thing is, is like if, so they are basically renting everything from me. Got so it. if they want certain elements, I don't have a problem, but say I have two weddings back to back or like a photo shoot or something. Like I can order flowers for like the Saturday's wedding, yep. pull stuff, redo it and use it for my photo shoot on Mondays. That's so. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. It's kind of smart to do that too. So,
0: okay. So next year you want to do 20. 20. 20? Yes.
1: And you have how many booked right now? Um, I have 11 booked right okay. now. So okay. I, my, my sweet spot would be 16 to 20. Okay. I don't really want to push it over 20 because I want to I have some too. family time. Yeah, you want to live your life also.
0: So how much prep goes into one wedding? How many hours do you think for yourself?
1: Oh, uh, it's so hard to to say because you don't do it all at once right at least 80 hours into each wedding yeah by the time we take it from design concept to like doing our mock design ordering everything um when i'm doing planning on top of that it's it's a month um a full month's worth of my time is devoted to that one couple to really really make sure it's just so much and when i plan i really I really want to be there for every stage of the process and take the pressure off the couple. Like, like you want to be the for cake. You want to be exactly, there for that, everything. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Even down to, like, her dress. Like, I want to make sure that the dress that she's getting is something that she wants and yeah. that she's, like, imagining. But I feel like a lot of times brides go into a fitting and they have an idea of what it is that they want, and yeah. they try it on, and they're like, wait, this looked really pretty in the picture, but this mm. isn't for me. Does that so, happen a lot? Um, it happens a lot does it yep I always tell my brides that of course you go in there with a price point but don't ever not try something on because of the price because you could follow in love with the silhouette the beating and then you can explain to the sales consultant like hey I really like these details of it mm. and they'll be able to find you something within your Similar price budget. To that. Yes. okay
0: that makes sense so what brought you into what you're doing mm. now Justin you, okay so tell yes. us what you, you're good tell us what you did before And then tell us what led you into it now.
1: So my background actually is in interior design. Okay, makes sense. Yes, (laughs) I did um, interior design for not very long, only about a year and a half. I worked for a super high-end interior design company. I was really young. Out of? Um, Rapid actually. Yeah, it was called Cobbled Rue Interiors. Um, We were on Deadwood Avenue. Um, It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of pressure at a young age. Yeah. Like our base, like kitchen cabinet install was like a thousand or like a hundred thousand dollars before That's we crazy. even got like countertops or hardware. Or anything. Before all that? Before. Dang. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun, but there was so much pressure there. It took away the creativity from right. it. It was more like I have to perform. 100%. You yeah. have to pull this off. Yeah. 100%. So I ended up um, stepping back from there. And when I was in school, I worked for Applebee's. And I went back to Applebee's and I worked for them for a long time. And I ended up hooking up with the Black Hills Home Builders magazine. And I was doing like do-it-yourself articles for them. And the editor was getting married and she had like reached out to me and was like, hey, have you ever thought about styling a wedding? I was like, yeah, I'd love to. I've never done it, but I'm Uh sure it's something that's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So I did this like really beautiful wedding from her or for her and it just ended up like taking off from there interesting yeah
0: so your first wedding was just somebody just randomly was like hey will you do my wedding basically
1: well she was the editor of the paper that i worked for right so, so she kind of knew you were creative yeah like she that. knew my okay. skill set and stuff like that that makes sense
0: that's interesting though that's interesting The how you got into it it's interesting how many people i've talked to they just kind of fall into stuff
1: yeah you know what i mean definitely so from there what happened so you got the first one and then you were like, "Hmm, I should do this." From there, I I really was passionate about it. Like yeah. actually, I remember like leaving when we were done with that wedding and like sitting down with my mom and my husband and being like, That's one of the (laughs) the coolest things I've ever done. Yeah. Like, I literally took this event space and transformed it into, like, a forest. Like, we took, like, Ah. all these, like, tall branches and hung them from the ceiling with, like, diamonds dripping off of them. And, like, just did this, like, whole, like, secret garden forest, like, feel. That's pretty cool. It was really cool. And I just knew right then and there that, like... That's what you wanted to do. It was for me. Like, the interior design thing, I love it to this day. I still love to do it. But to, to bring that joy to those couples is so amazing and the fact that people in our area can afford to do something like that a little more as opposed to spending $100,000 on a kitchen remodel, it definitely keeps me a lot more busy.
0: Right, yeah. So in the beginning, when you were first starting out, how did you market yourself? How did you get business,
1: stuff like that? Uh, word of mouth. Um, So after I had had my whole first wedding, I had ended up leaving Applebee's and um i started working for a restaurant in keystone called the ruby house okay and um the owner's daughter was getting married and i was like oh i do weddings and her wedding was like in 3 weeks and literally she's <laughs> like come to my house and i'll show you everything i have so she came so i went to her house yep. and she showed me everything and i I, I mean, everything was beautiful, don't get me wrong, but like it was just very basic. So I was trying to figure out, like, what can we do to mm. elevate this? Yeah. And I built her all like custom centerpieces. We actually, she really lo- was into mason jars. Okay. And I'm not a huge like mason jar designer. Yeah, That's yeah. just not me, but. I, instead of using them on the table, I built like an actual like farm style table with this really cool like canopy that could like have the mason jars like float above the table. Okay. So I incorporated her mason jars that way. And then from there, like working in the city of Keystone was really cool because it's so small knit. Yeah. And the people who own the the Ruby house have been there for so long that like I had met just like. So many different people, like the, this, these people that owned a lodge had then reached out to me and said, hey, we're getting mm. these rental cabins and we'd love for you to come in and do some styling and some remodeling on this. And then it was just it was just kind of a snowball effect through word of mouth. And then after word of mouth, I started really doing the bridal shows. Yep. And then has I has been a big part for you. Um, bridal shows are great. I feel like. You don't really... I never go to a bridal show planning on booking every bride. Right. I go to put my best foot forward and show the brides what it is that I can do for them. Right. And cross my fingers and hope that I get something. Right. But I just want to be as relevant as possible and let people right. see what it is that I can do. It makes sense. Um, what really changed and pushed me was I had met um, Sandra Nichols from Indigo Blue Photography. Yep, yep. Sandra's awesome. And yeah. she and I had like... Decided that we were going to do this, like, random winter photo shoot. Like, we shot it literally in my parents' backyard (laughs) (laughs) on my Deerfield Lake. Um, I swear, like, a lot of the decor I was buying, like, two days before at thrift stores. And I talked to Vicky from Victoria's Garden, and we got some flowers and a headpiece from her. (laughs) And, like, all the elements to that photo shoot just, like, fell into the right place. Okay. And when that thing, like, went viral, like... I just feel like I kind of popped up out of nowhere in the wedding industry, yeah, and people everybody were else. like,
0: "Where's this kid from? How is he doing?" When did you do, this? how long ago did you do your first wedding? When was that?
1: What year? So my very first wedding was actually probably about ten years ago. That one that was your boss? No, no. no? Okay. Um, I did another wedding before that. Okay. I, I I guess I count the other one more as my first one because that's what I jumped my like cr- like career. When off was that? Of. When was that one? Um, that one was at least five years five to six years ago okay so trying to think back yeah all the summers blend together i just think Mm -hmm. what wedding was it i get it (laughs) i feel that um but yeah my first one was like nine years ago my oldest was um in first grade i remember and i actually met this chick working at applebee's it was right (laughs) after i had left coupled rue and she was telling me that she was getting married and she told me she had this like very tight budget. And I remember like visiting with her and then I got like all excited and felt all inspired and went back to my little server station. And I took like a Beth app and sketched like a tablescape on really and brought it back to this chick. And I was like, Hey, you could totally do something like this and it would be really affordable and you could get some drama. And she was just like, no, I don't think there's any way I could do that. And I was like, well, I do it for you, right? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like in, in like your fantasy world, what would be the budget that you'd want to do it on? And she gave me the budget and I was like, I guess if I can make a hundred bucks off of it for this I'll Saturday, do it. <laughs> I'll figure out how to make it work. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, that one was at Sylvan Lake. Um, one of my really good friends from high school um, was the photographer. And actually, she's a really good photographer here in the Black Hills now, too. So, Who is it? Jessica Simons. Okay. Yep. I think I've heard her name before. So, okay. So, you got that
0: first wedding going. You did a random one at the place. Seems like, you know, that was kind of putting your life like, okay, giving you nudges like, okay, hey, you should do this dang wedding thing. Come on. Just do it, right? Definitely. Interesting that it fell on your lap like that. Do you think being in graphic or interior design helped you with
1: it? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, just scale, proportion, colors. Mm. That's one thing that I've been really thankful for with the interior design background is like when you have people come to you and they're like, hey, I want to use gold Malibu and camouflage. And you're like, oh, this is a really (laughs) interesting color scheme. But I feel like with having that background and knowing color theory a little more, You figure out how to make that stuff work and
0: still look elegant. You ever heard the saying that you never know, you can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking back. You ever heard about that before? Uh-uh. So it's actually one of Steve Jobs' last talks that he gave. And he talked about how his whole life, he like, you're doing something in the moment and you're like, this is useless. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't really like it. For your instance, that would be, you know, let's just say your interior design at the moment, you didn't like it or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. I know you probably did, but let's say you didn't. You know, man, I can't stand this, I can't stand this, but it turns out you were doing that because of something that was going to happen in the future. Definitely. And you didn't even realize that's why. Because at the moment, you're like, this is stupid, why am I doing this? But in the future, you're like, oh, I use all these elements from this for what I was supposed to do in my life. hundred percent. Right? It's weird how that works. And the I've other a lot of thing like that's that so
1: like, random about that is like, I, of course I like loved doing the interior design, but when I was hired at this interior design company... I was a super, like, masculine designer. Like, I really loved concrete and leather and yeah. steel and all this stuff. And they were, like, a French Tuscan design firm. So it really, like, it, it was a whole evolving process to to change my design style. And yeah. it was really fun to work with all this super kind of, like, feminine stuff hmm. and, and play with it because I had never had the opportunity to do that. And it, I remember one of my first days at the design firm my um i gotta
0: pause one second here sorry Times it'll shut off. Someone text me, but I had it on Airplane Mode, so we're good.
1: Cool. Okay, so where were we at? I was just saying, so one of my first, like, I guess, like, jobs or opportunity I had while I was working for this design firm is they were like, all right, let's redo our, our storefront. Okay. So I just remember, like, nobody really said anything to me, and of course, everyone was really watching me, yeah. and I just... I just remember taking like all this random stuff and just like putting it together and doing this like whole vignette in this corner. And what is a vignette? Uh, a vignette is basically like a design in like a certain. Like, let me try to figure out how to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it- it's like little nooks of designs, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. So like when we do a wedding, like our cake table would be like a vignette. Like a ceremony like a area. Small setup. Basically. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. In a larger scale Got it. like area. So okay. um I did this vignette and like my colleague was just like hey, I never thought like of using any of this stuff like this before and I, I remember I took like they had these really beautiful crystal doorknobs and I figured out how to mount them to like the seat or to the wall and I used it as like a window treatment with this really beautiful drape hmm. and we had these like knobs coming out with like all this like fringe and tassel and yeah it was just so pretty and my boss was just like I never ever would have thought of doing that I, I just it was really fun to explore my creativity with yeah. just all this feminine stuff and it really it really opened me up to like other design styles and knowing like hey like just because I'm some dude doesn't mean that I have to be into like all of this stuff even though that's what like people want me right, to right like, if I want a frilly bed spread I'll buy a frilly bed <laughs>
0: <spread>. <laughs> that's funny that's really funny
1: so what do you think uh,
0: what do you think the biggest challenges are for wedding wedding designers wedding planners
1: in today's world <sighs> Gosh, that's a great question. I mean the whole entire experience is a challenge, but if you're organized and you have an end vision and mm-hmm. you know you can get there, it's just about overcoming all of those challenges. Right. I mean, I've I've never had an experience where I've like left and been like, "Oh my gosh, that bride was so crazy." Oh, really? N- yeah. So like, Bridezilla or whatever. Yeah, I've yeah. never had a Bridezilla experience. I mean, I've had like it's more like family members that are super overconcerned. Jack tells me that kind of stuff, too. I really? think the problem is, though, is like with like Jack and us, we're meeting with the couple before and mm-hmm. they, they, they have this relationship with us and they totally trust us. Right. But then like... The parents are all skeptical. Right. right. They're yeah. coming like the day of and they're like, oh, this guy's going to do all this stuff. Yeah. Like, how is this going to even f- yeah. physically work? And right. Then, in the end, they're always the ones that are so shocked because they're just like, I just didn't ever think yeah. that it could be like this. Yeah. And I'm like that's why you hire professionals. <laughs> okay, so
0: for your first first wedding, not the one 10
1: years ago, the one 5 years ago. Yes. What did you charge for that one? Do you remember? Oh my gosh, I, th- I it was for 300 people, and okay. I charged her $1,200. Is that like nothing? It sounds uh, like nothing. Oh my gosh, yeah. no, it was nothing. I'm sure I spent more money on it than I even physically made. Really? But the cool thing was is like I invested in some very neutral like products. That you could use a lot. Exactly. Like I got a really good base of tablecloths and table skirts. Instead of buying the classic white chair covers that slip over, I bought some really pretty black ones that were universal that you could use on any style chair. And just, just tried to buy as much little things that I knew would. So be really, like, it, it paid for your equipment. Exactly. Th- yeah. That's all that I've done for the last few years. Paid for my <laughs> pay equipment. For equipment. <laughs> yeah. But it's that's cool funny. though because now I have more and more beautiful stuff yeah. too, and we're just the product that we're putting out there now, is just so gorgeous. I I love it. So if you go to New York or LA or something like that, and you have a top-notch, you know, wedding planner and designer, what do they charge? Well, it's hard for me because I you know? charge per head, so it's different it. because they would charge per vendor type thing, Got it. and I'm doing a lot of the work that a lot of the vendors like would, would do. do, yeah. So I'm kind of doing it all. Um, I was told by somebody that was from Denver, we just did a photo shootout at um, Galleon Farms in okay. Nebraska, and the woman who owns that is from Denver, and she was like, if you were doing this in Denver, you could sell no problem for 100 bucks a person. Sounds like quite a bit. I, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 like, but that's cool. I think the max here that I'll be able to push it is like forty bucks ahead. Okay, so forty ahead. Mm-hmm. But it's not too bad though. Oh no, definitely not for yeah. our area. And yeah. and even forty bucks ahead. I mean, for for a hundred people, you know, that's four thousand dollar minimum yeah. for us to come in and do what we're doing. Yeah. But when we're providing dishes, plates, fresh floral centerpieces, draping, lighting, right, everything, yeah. like. It, it it we take so much pressure off of our couples. Like yeah. literally, we meet. You show me your Pinterest pictures, and I always tell my brides, show me the most elaborate to the most simple, and we'll pick elements out of every single thing that you like to to create your and custom design. Together. Yes, that's pretty cool.
0: Yes. So I bet you in I'm just guessing like in LA and New York and those kind of things, they probably charge way more than 100 a hundred ahead. Oh, I'm so much like five hundred, a thousand. I would think head, yeah, somewhere in that range. I'm thinking like celebrity stuff. They gotta be charging a ton. I <laughs> you know would what I mean? love a, like Wouldn't a floral that be budget like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can do some cool stuff. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Imagine that. Wouldn't that be cool though to be able to pull one of those off sometime? Definitely. That's my really cool. goal. Or Is to it?
1: like travel to like Europe. Oh yeah. Like to go. do like some really amazing European weddings or yeah. something like
0: that. Yeah. That's my goal. How did you get? How could you get into that? What do you
1: think? I, I think the biggest way to push it is just going to be continue to try it on social media. Yeah, agreed. Doing the right hashtags, trying to figure out who who's there to support you. I mean, I've really been amazed in the last year on how. Is there much... a lot of wedding planners that are on social media? Uh, definitely. Yeah? Definitely. Okay. I mean, living here in our area, we don't have very many of them. How many are in the area? I'd say five or six. Okay. Probably three or four. Yeah, you're the only that, one that I know of. So, yeah, yeah, that are actual pretty reputable people but yeah i think social media i mean just even connections that i've made through social media over the year yeah for publishing like i've been published in europe twice in the last year yeah yeah me and my team of course um how many people do you have working with you uh well for an average wedding we bring five to six people to install okay um Literally it's, it's all me. (laughs) I do everything. Um, when it comes to like my team of people, I'm referring more to like the vendors that I work with. So like photographer, hair and makeup, caterers, um, the florists that we choose, the dress company. So do you include all that in your charge? Um, the vendor stuff? It, it like so if i'm planning it yeah. then i would be charging to coordinate all that vendor stuff yes to coordinate it yes okay but
0: not like so the caterer charges x amount per head that's not included in your fee no nope. okay no nope, so. it's like a separate i was like how the heck do you make money uh, <laughs> so, no no okay, okay. i'm not quite that generous <laughs> okay yeah,
1: yeah i guess you could you would just charge extra for it or something exactly right? yeah. exactly um the the biggest thing is just trying to get all the vendors on the same page Got it. and make sure that we all have the same vision that it's going to be in the end. Yeah. Is that tough? Sometimes it is. Yeah. Sometimes it is because a lot of, a lot of vendors will have their own opinion of what it is that you think uh, that it should yeah, be. Yeah. It. That's how weddings wedding should be. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That. Definitely. Yeah. So what about, um, do you work a lot with, do you work with Jack Cottovet or no? Uh, he's actually my preferred vendor oh, for, really? for, for DJ. G- yep. That's awesome. Jack himself? Yeah. That's yep. awesome. He is really good at it. So, really good. Yeah. So, him. if I call complete and they're like, oh, Jack's busy, I'm like, oh, well, to my next DJ. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Big, Sorry, big plug Reed. for Jack there. Yeah. Big plug for Jack there.
0: Um, yeah. I think he's their top recommended DJ by far
1: in the company so that's pretty cool he's the best actually the first wedding that i ever worked with him yeah the bride and groom were so busy he went and he like dished up their food and brought it back to them (laughs) physically made them sit down and eat and then like helped the staff like get like the dirty dishes out of the way while he was playing like just how hands-on he was it was amazing that's really
0: cool yeah i think uh he was telling me about so he tells me about some of the stuff he does and he was talking about one time he's like this is another one of things connecting the dots backwards our whole lives until i got into real estate and he got into weddings we were all both in the restaurant industry okay so servant mentality type yeah. thing right which really carries over well in other stuff definitely you know I mean? well, same for you yeah it's a set servant mentality from restaurants that you take in everything else yeah right? I, I always tell everybody i think everybody should work in a restaurant at some point oh 100 percent. i judge people hardcore on how they treat wait staff coffee yes. shop workers and stuff like that yeah if they're a jerk to them i like write them off as oh, people yeah. i'm like
1: man yeah, you're probably a jerk. So I probably don't want to be around you. <laughs> I really I, do that. I agree, though. Yeah, I, I really agree. Do I mean, I I worked for a long time in, in the service industry. And it's so yeah. weird to me when people just are so argumentative with their yeah. clients. It's yeah. like, for, these people are the ones who are paying your bills. Let's right. try to figure out how to make it right so we're all happy in right. the end. Right.
0: You know, I do stuff on, on, on the real estate side of things as far as like sometimes stuff will not be my fault at all but I take care of it anyways Yeah, all the time. Yep. You know what I mean? Because to them, it doesn't matter. Right. Your clients don't care if it's nope. your fault or not. They just want it taken care of. Accountability right? goes a long way. Yeah, and being accountable for other people's actions too. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I if it's agree. someone I recommended, I'm going to take responsibility for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I see so many people. I've heard people on the phone with their clients saying stuff like, it's not my fault. I'm like, they don't care whose fault it is. They want you to take care of it. You yep. know what I mean? So I think I learned that from restaurants, for sure. Definitely. Because the customer's always right type crap, right? Yes. But
1: it is true. And yeah. I have four children that nonstop tell me it's not fault. You have four fault. kids? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Boys, girls? What do you have?
0: I have two boys and two girls. Two boys and two girls. Well, yep. I got my first kid on the way. I've seen that. Yeah. Congratulations. And thank you. And this hasn't been announced publicly yet, but it's a girl. Oh, cool. Uh, by the time it's released, it'll be public. So, um, yeah, it will be a girl, so that'll be interesting.
1: Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be i'll call you for pointers (laughs) since you have four definitely i have my oldest and my youngest are both girls it's so crazy because my youngest thinks she's as old as my oldest how old is your oldest uh she's 16 and my youngest is 12 so they're pretty close they're pretty close yeah yeah and And then you're middle too or how old are they um i have a 14 year old and a 12 year old so So you got 16
0: 14
1: 12 and 11 yep two high schoolers 12s did no, I hear that wrong? No. Okay. 12, 11, 12, okay. um, 14, and 16. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's so they're crazy. all real close. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you
0: got 16. So three of them will be in high school together at some point or just two? Uh,
1: no, the oldest one will be out. So By just time, the two, Yeah, in. just two of them. Yeah, that's will will right. Be, so. Two at a time, though. Yeah, cool. Two at a time. It'd be cool to
0: be with your sibling in high school.
1: My um, oldest have the
0: same Spanish class. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's really funny. So, Justin, what else? Um, What else in the wedding industry that you think is real challenge for you or for everybody? I'm always curious about the challenges of industries.
1: Gosh, I don't know. Let me think. You said getting the vendors together was tough, right? Just making sure that all the vendors are on the same page is the, is the big thing. You know, like I feel like when, when you're hiring me to do your decor, I, I of course have like ideas of what your bouquets and all of that should be like, but that's more the florist's job. If you're yeah. handi- hiring me to do, like, the planning side of it, yep. then I'm involved with every detail to, like, I know I think this is the way the bouquet should be because then it will correlate better with, like, these tables yep. and your dress colors yep. and stuff like that. Um, I, I think that just making sure that, Everyone's expectations are the, same. are the same. Makes sense. That's the big thing. That's another thing I always Managing ask my, my couples from like right away is like, what are you expecting from your wedding? Because if they're expecting like six food trucks to come and this and this and that, it's like your expectations have to balance what your budget is. Yeah. I would say, you know, that's probably one of the biggest challenges too is meeting your client's expectations on the budgets that they have. Yeah. And I always do a priority list and then a wish list. Hmm. And we make sure that everything on the priority list is within budget. And then if there's other things on the wish list that need to get moved over, then we can move them. But if not, they're items that can be cut to stay within budget. That makes sense.
0: Okay. So if you're a bride getting married soon, let's say, I don't know, like my sister's getting married in July Okay. Okay, of next year. What advice do you give somebody – like top things to
1: worry about to think
0: about and the top things not to worry about and think about when you're getting married?
1: Um, the biggest thing I tell my couples is that there's no perfect day. Okay. Um, how you react to the scenarios that are given to you on your wedding day is going to help make your day. Got it. Um, another thing I tell my couples is that your wedding is about you. It's not about your parents. It's not about your grandparents, me. Mm-hmm. I like that. Maybe I they're like helping that. pay. So I think sometimes when brides and grooms are getting help financially from people, they feel obligated to make their dreams, like the other yeah. people's dreams come true too. Yeah. And it's like, that's great, but they're helping you to help you. Right. Like this is about it's not for you them, it's guys. For you. Exactly. Exactly. And I've, I've literally told parents this before. And I feel like if you explain it to them in a friendly way, then they totally understand and they're not like heartbroken they're like cool this is about them i'm on the same page let's move forward from here
0: do you think it's smart for brides to you know pull themselves out of the situation as far as like don't try to manage the situation instead sit
1: back and relax and enjoy it a hundred percent if you have the right vendors if you have people that you trust and people that are working for you then yeah there it should be a fun stress-free like it's never gonna be stress-free because there's so much pressure right but it should be as stress free as, as, as possible. Like I always tell yeah. brides, like, my goal is to make it so your wedding day is your day. You should never be down there trying to decorate your tables with curlers in your hair. I yeah, mean, yeah, I've yeah. seen it all. It's you should be sipping mimo- mimosas and getting your hair and makeup done yeah. and like getting ready for your pictures and just the anticipation of the day and not feeling all those stressor stresses and pressures like am i going to get this stuff done right everybody i've ever talked to i've
0: told them you're getting a wedding planner like why would you not because in my head i personally don't like to think about stuff like that like you know i don't want to sit there and worry about oh my god are the flowers going to be okay are the plates set because i would think about all that stuff you know what i mean um so i think people are almost stupid for not doing that and even if your budget's not very much get some get the
1: wedding planner to do very basic stuff Right? There, there's even day of coordination really? where like you can hire somebody to come out and just just, just be there the day of your wedding. Um something else I always tell my brides is like ha- have a group chat but take yourself out of it like mm. a couple days before and just let them know like if you have any issues refer to this person here. Right. Because your bridesmaid showing up 15 minutes late to hair and makeup is nothing in the reality of the day, but it's but if just a text another about it, element to yeah, add to yeah, the yeah, stress yeah, of yeah. your day. That totally <laughs> makes sense. God, I bet all that stuff is so like
0: we were, I was at a wedding in, well, I think it was the last July, but I was at a wedding then and the bride was like included in everything. And she was stressed about everything. And I was like, why don't they have a wedding planner? <laughs> That's literally what I was thinking, you know, yep. I was like, screw this. It's your wedding day. Why are you stressed about everything? Why are you worried about everything? You know what I mean? So, no, I think people – I've given you a major endorsement here and say you definitely need to use Justin to coordinate your weddings if he has availability. Um, I should actually chat with my sister um, about that. Do you have any availability in July? I do. Okay. I do. I don't know what date she's thinking about doing, but she was – I think she's set for the – she's planning at the 18th, but she's not, like, romantic about the date.
1: Well, you know and, I mean? and July is a harder wedding month, to be honest, in the Why? Black Hills because it's so hot, mm. and everybody wants everything outside, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like you—you you don't know if it's going to be 104 degrees or if it's going to be 64 degrees with yeah, and like, rain. wind and rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, what's the, What's your
1: favorite venues? Um, in the Black Hills, like if someone's looking mar- getting married here. Yeah, it actually kind of depends on what the aesthetic is that like ah, the okay. overall wedding is going to be. I mean, I really enjoy the um, event barn at Custer State Park. Yeah, it's really pretty. That new at Aspen Acres, Aspen house? Acres yeah, awesome. is gorgeous. I yeah. actually went there for the first time like a week ago and seen it in person. Awesome, amazing, yeah. just gorgeous. Um, it, you know, it really just depends. What about the, the chalet? I've never been up there. Really? That's what she's... I think she's going to do the chalet. never been up there. Because you
0: can run out... You run out the whole thing. It includes sleeping 66 people for three nights. Um, The venue for, you know, the three nights or whatever. And then it's... I think it's 12 grand in total for everything.
1: Yeah, that's definitely worth it. Yeah, I don't think that's too bad. I mean, it sounds like a lot. But for sleeping 66... See, that's that's the thing that people don't understand is like... Twelve grand, yeah, kind of sounds like a lot, but the f- it, it all depends on what these venues are giving you, too. Right? Like, I feel like a venue needs to offer certain amenities, and if they don't offer them, it makes it a lot harder for other vendors to come in and do their job. Yeah.
0: So, well, I know my sister will definitely listen to this one, so I'll make sure she does. Good. When she sees a wedding on it, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's all uh, encompassed in the wedding stuff right now, so. Any closing thoughts or anything you want to leave with everybody? If anybody want to get, get in contact with you, learn more about it, how do the, what's the best way for them to reach you? Um,
1: they can email me at justinstrawdesigns at gmail.com. Okay. Um, I'm on Justin Strawdesigns on Facebook and Instagram. Just Justin Straub Designs. Just Justin Straub Designs. Okay. Yep. I'll link everything in here. So. Um, I am. Do you have a website? I don't actually. Okay. I'm working on Probably a don't web- need one, website. I've had two of them created for me. Just did like them? Unfortunately, I just didn't feel like they were my brand. Yeah. So I never published them. Yeah. Um, everyone busts my chops about not having that website. I don't know if it matters too much, but maybe a little bit. I feel like in today's day day and age, the new website is social media. 100%. And I feel like, especially I'm dealing with like, like younger people. Yeah. And even like my age gap to your age gap, I feel like there's different things. I'm 35. Okay. So I feel like there's just different things that you'll do on social media than I'll do on social media. Like, I feel like, the younger the brides and grooms get, the less they are like into reading captions and this mm. and this and that. They're just like aimlessly kind of scrolling through stuff. Yeah. And like even the double tap sometimes I think it's to be like an inconvenience. It's like they just want to look at everything. They wanna and, like anything. Yeah. yeah. You're right. That's extra movement of the finger. It but, is, it yeah. is. Yeah. But no, I um yeah, Justin Straw designs on all social media platforms. Um you can find my, my phone number through there. You can okay. call me, text me, sweet, whatever. So,
0: well, I really appreciate you
1: being on here, man. Of course. Your energy's awesome. I think you're going to do
0: giant things in the area. So, and you're just getting started. Thank it you. seems like I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. So keep going with that stuff and I uh, appreciate you being on here. See you guys next time. Peace. <laughs> hey guys, thanks so much for watching this episode of the podcast. If you made it to this part of the video, it means you made it all the way through the podcast. And I really appreciate that. I would love for you to do me a favor, and if you're in the area, I would love for you to drop a comment, share this as well, and tell me who you think I should interview next or who you would love to see on the podcast and learn more about, and I'll do my best to get them on the show, or if you have a connection, get me in contact with them. We will get them on this podcast. Guys, thanks so much for watching, and lastly, the only way this podcast is even possible is through my personal real estate business. So if you know anybody that's looking at buying or selling or investing in the Black Hills area, Please give me a call, shoot me a text, or shoot me a message here. A direct message. You can get me on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those platforms at Christian Morrison SD. The rest of my um, contact information will be in the description of this video. So, thanks so much for watching, guys. I really appreciate it. We'll see you on the next episode.